Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we talk about anything and everything that is of interest to an embedded developer. I am here for this week's Embedded Executive podcast. This week, my Embedded Executive is Tom Casey, a Vice President for Interconnect Systems International, also known as ISI. Hello, Tom, how are you? I'm good, Rich. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So before we get into this, there's just something I need to clear up because I was slightly confused. Uh, your email address has a, a Molex designation, but you are with ISI. What's what's up there? Are you are you two timing? <laughs> no. Uh, so so uh, in 2016, uh, Molex acquired ISI, and uh, I had spent my uh, the majority of my career with Molex. Um, the first uh, 30 years actually, and then um, uh, joined ISI when um, we acquired them. Um, I worked in the corporate development group and came over with the acquisition, and uh, I've been working here since 2016. Okay, so what does a vice president of ISI actually do? So I'm responsible for the uh, sales and marketing and business development here at ISI. Um, I, I'm also responsible for the, the engineering team that does the advanced packaging um, for ISI. Cool. Okay. So that puts you in a good position for what I want to talk about. Um, unfortunately, what I want to talk to you about is not about technology. And it's a little bit of a bummer that we, we are spending so much time on this chip shortage, but it's so important and it's become such a huge issue in our space that it's sort of put a pause on us talking about technology for a little while because our readers can't get the components that they need to do their jobs. Um, are, are you seeing this, that this is as drastic as I'm seeing? Yeah, we are. Um, we're seeing it on our uh, procurement group is seeing lead time slip out, you know, in some instances over a year for some components. And um, as a result of that, um, because of the capabilities that we have, we're seeing an upside in some parts of our business to try to uh, come up with substitutes for some of these long lead time components. Yeah, you know, I, I, I sort of figured that that was probably going on where, you know, there's somebody profits from every bad thing that happens. And so you guys are profiting from people who are doing redesigns to get around the fact that these parts are not available. Yeah, we, we, in fact, um, we, we normally um, have our advanced packaging group that, for the most part, packages up custom uh, semiconductor chips for low to medium volume applications where a, a customer doesn't have the volume to justify an ASIC. So they want to come to us for a custom chip where we can combine um, certain semiconductor products into one product that uh, on one chip or a multi-chip module. And um, those same capabilities are very handy when, when a, a semiconductor maker obsoletes a product where we can come up with a substitute um, with an existing product that is going to be supplied that mimics the the old part that got obsoleted. Are you experiencing shortages of your own products? Well, um, we make a variety of different products and, and we are having um, shortages of memory, FPGAs and things like that, that, that are kind of uh, throttling some of our uh, manufacturing abilities. But we, we just kind of, you know, uh, blocking and tackling, taking on each one, trying to find uh, alternate uh, channels to get the product and, and, we're, and we're working our way through. Now you said lead times of a year in some cases, that's not acceptable for a lot of applications. 
what do you do? Well, certainly um, in, in most cases, we've, we, we can find some workaround component, um, but that takes a lot of engineering work to do things like that. But what a lot of our customers like to do is they like to come up with, you know, drop-in replacements for components. And so we'll, we'll help them design a, a new interposer with uh, an existing chip that is in supply that we can plop onto the interposer and then uh, reball the bottom of the interposer or, or some other way of connecting it to the uh, motherboard. And um, we can uh, fulfill that uh, shortage with a substitute part that way. So has NRE for these workarounds become uh, a profit center for you guys? Well, uh, the, the, the NRE is, is part and parcel to this type of business. Um, the, it, it takes a very specific uh, engineering effort to, to design a substitute product. And customers are, are, are willing to pay that because when you're, when you're designing a substitute product, it, it almost is always for that customer specific application. You couldn't drop it in for another person's uh, application. So it, it's, a, it's a specific engineering undertaking that wouldn't make any sense for us to fund because mm -hmm. the customer is the only one that's gonna be able to use it. Okay. Are your components second sourced by other people? So if you experience a shortage, they can go elsewhere? Um, I would say for the most part, most of the products, 95% of the products that we supply are custom and for, uh, and sole sourced. Um, it's, it's pretty unusual for someone to make a, a device that we make um, or, or a replica of it. Okay. So now it's crystal ball time. Uh, when do we get back to normal? Well, um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the articles I've been reading indicate that this is going to, you know, continue well into 2022. And uh, I think that uh, there is some uh, hope that by this time next year we'll be through it. But uh, I suspect um, it, it'll last at least through the first and second quarter of next year. So for your own planning purposes, is that what you're planning on? It'll, you're looking at mid-22? Well, we, we are certainly um, encouraging all our customers that have um, products uh, that we supply products for to place orders now for product they need next year. Um, it, it's, it's never too early to start planning like that. And so we've been sending out um, notifications to try and encourage them to, to, to place orders for any type of product they see consuming over the next 12 months. And um Likewise, you know, we're trying to plan our, with our procurement team to, to get um, supply for all the components that we have to procure um, in the same manner. And would the advice be to the engineering community to design with more vanilla components so you don't get stuck? Well, certainly having multiple sources for components is, is uh, the way to go. But as you know, um, with some of these more complicated designs, it's uh, you know, it, it, it's a lot of effort to, to put a second source for every component you have on a board. Um, but, uh, you know, I think for some of the more critical components that have, have had the longer lead times, it's probably a good idea. Okay. I, I think that's sound advice. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Rich. That was Tom Casey, a vice president with ISI, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.